Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm ever-presently protecting my heart in case some weird cultists try to steal it from my body. I mean, I'm Alex. And I'm nursing a couple of wisdom teeth coming in and I'm in terrible pain. I'm Britton. And I'm just Joseph. What? Joseph's back. <laughs> oh my god, Joseph's back. That's right. Well, I Hello, knew Joseph. that. I, I, mean, I, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be as funny, so I had to summon my familiar. <laughs> my daemon, Pantalaimon. All right, Joseph, well, you got your, uh, your, your line in. Uh, wait, yeah. that's, that's all we're paying you for. You, yeah. You're going to have to <laughs> you check sad. out. Get your check on the, on the way. Good. <laughs> you got your SAG credit. <laughs> you got your IMDb page now. It's, you, you get the, uh, the featuring credit in yeah. the opening titles. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, he's officially he qualified actually... for a guest actor Emmy at this yes. point. <laughs> yeah, since he, has a, he actually has a line of dialogue, so he's not just an extra. He's right. actually a part of the cast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've moved Tyler. on from my extra life. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. You're a day player. Tyler, man. what are we reviewing this week? We are reviewing Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. <gasps> Playing at anywhere. <laughs> PG. It is funny because, like, looking at the titles of these, how they, they added for this one, they added Indiana Jones and, mm-hmm. where it's like, with Raiders of the Lost Ark, like, that's such a, like, specific, like, interesting title that you can get away with. Like, oh, this is, like, oh, you, you associate the character with that, because that's, yeah. that's kind of weird. You wouldn't, like, you wouldn't just release a movie called Temple of Doom. Yeah. As just Temple of Doom. Like, that would not... Yeah. No one, no one would, like... No, that... Under, or could make that... Like, it doesn't sound like a, a unique thing. It's just like... No. Is that, a, is that a horror movie? I mean, it kind of is. It does but... sound like a, a, a 40s serial, admittedly. Sure. Like a radio right. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Temple of Doom brought to you by Mini Wheat. Or whatever they had back then. <laughs> not, not like wheat flakes. Just no, no, just wheat. small pieces of wheat. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we have back now. <laughs> Go get them, boys. Alex, what are the scores for this this big movie? That's the same length uh, as the last movie, which is such a mm-hmm. mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Correct. So, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom... Uh, it's from 1984, directed by Steven Spielberg. It has an 85% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 81% audience score. So both of those are lower than than the scores for Raiders, um, but still relatively high mm-hmm. considering. I think most people, if we're taking Kingdom of the Crystal Skull out of the equation, most people go, "Yeah, that one's just like the weird black sheep. Mm-hmm. We don't really know what to make of it." Um, black sleep, I think, is what you're. Mm. Oh my god, he did a pun. Uh, who wants to go first with best thing, worst thing? And I guess, Joseph, whenever you go, you need to also tell us how you felt about Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, uh, Joseph, what's your best thing and your worst thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, while I'm formulating that, I'll go ahead and talk about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, I do love Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, I grew up watching all these movies a lot like Tyler. Um, and I love all the movies, including this one we're reviewing this week. Um, but kind of going back and thinking about it, whenever I rate a lot of movies, I think of the ones I want to pull off the shelf and watch just spontaneously. And Raiders is not as high up for me when it, when it comes to like Last Crusader. And after watching this one, probably this one. Um, so I was a little bit more along the lines that you were on with like B-plus rating. Um, for Raiders of the Lost Ark and 
nothing against it. It's a wonderful movie, and it's good. It's just I'm not in the A range on it. And then in terms of best thing and worst thing, my best thing in this movie is the relationship Indy has with Short Round. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's it's just it's very sweet. It's it's not even like sidekicky really. It's just kind of like two friends. Yeah, it doesn't even go too hard with like a father son proxy. Yeah, yeah, just I mean, there's doses of that, but yeah, I think you're right. Like it's very much like a couple of pals. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, and even more towards the end, whenever they have the scene where he kind of has to get Indy out of the haze, it's uh, kind of just this sweet moment of like he he brought his friend back. He got his friend back. Um, my worst thing about this movie, because there's not too much I, I don't like about this movie. I mean, I'm not a big fan of all the screaming, but I guess that's just part of the, the serial. <laughs> um, the, there are some definite uh, green screen yes. parts that are... There's there's a lot of the green screen that's good, but mm-hmm. then there's some of it, especially like whenever they're escaping the mines and the water's rushing out. I w- yeah, That's whenever it starts getting a little bit patchy. Um, you start seeing them kind of move around on the mountain, and that's when I have a little bit of an issue with it. Yeah, I yeah. feel like a lot of these effects, at worst, they're just dated, which is not a, yeah, a crime. Sure. Yeah. But that, there, there was some weird, like, when the water's first coming out, and it's like a wide shot, mm-hmm. and the three people do yes. look like gel, exactly gel characters, and just sort of splat it on there. Mm-hmm. That said, all the close-up effects looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, like mm-hmm. there's one shot of, like, the water coming out, and, like, Capshaw gets just covered in mud. Yes. Like, it's a great-looking... That is a really cool little set piece. Yeah, all of that stuff is great, but the, all the wide stuff. And when they're, like, when the uh, guys are falling into the, the river and stuff, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. That was all pretty like. Ugh. No, more. I was getting uh, I was getting Alien Three vibes, Tyler. No, I don't know bit. if you feel no, the no, same. No, I, I, where where it's like that that alien is clearly not there. It's <laughs> the, the coloring's all off. Yes. It just looks like it's just got this huge black outline yes. around it mm-hmm. that does not help it fit in with the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, the the effects didn't bother me as much as they did with Raiders, and I think it's because the movie's a bit more ambitious. I guess, yeah. um, and so much of it does actually work that I was willing to give it a few freebies whenever it, it got a little wonky. Yeah. Um, as opposed to Raiders, where it's just like, no, this is real, this is practical, except for like two or three token moments, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, the, none of these look very good, do they? Well, and like the the worst part was maybe Mola falling at the end. Yeah, yeah. where he's kind of like skidding against yeah. the against yeah. the wall. It's like it's a little off, but otherwise, yeah, I, I love this movie. It's really good. Tyler? Sure. Um, I'm, I'm already getting the vibe that, in a, in a strange role for me, I may be the most negative on this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my Which I feel like God. doesn't normally happen for me. Um, I don't know. That only happens if we're talking The Amazing Spider-Man 2, exactly. Tyler. Exactly. Except that movie's... Or Alien 3. Y- yes, yeah. And then I just keep whipping out other examples. <laughs> <laughs> except for all these times that... It's actually every episode, but I'm not... Um, <laughs> So, I mean, I think my my best thing overall is I probably there's a lot there's a lot I can go with. Um, I'm almost kind of tempted to go with the uh, the opening as my best thing, which might be kind of weird. Um, but I love. I mean, obviously, we just got off the James Bond franchise, and that's clearly like oh, he's got the white yep. tux. You know, he's, he's, he's sort of... Um, he's in peak uh, Goldfinger he's, Connery form. Yes, he's, he's got the... There's a Bond girl there. He's he's trying to, you know, get the... Um, or do an exchange with this, this uh, foreign uh, crime lord. 
you know, like clearly this is the, you know we're this is the what, what we're aping off of, and then it just completely goes off the rails in the best possible way, where you just got yeah. like balloons are flying everywhere yeah. <laughs> for some reason. He's using a giant gong to like oh, shield himself so from bullets and run across, and the him him and Willie are running around through the crowd trying to find the antidote and the diamond, and like it's just such a like. And the setup with him, like where he throws the meat, the giant meat skewer through the guy. Yes, they're still on fire. <laughs> There's that, um, but just the general setup of that scene with the entire negotiation scene, where they're turning the thing on the table, they turn the the coins back and everything. Like it all is just such a, a nice. I mean, it, Spielberg is obviously just. You know, we we talked about this at length last episode. He's just such a good filmmaker, and he understands how to make a scene that's interesting and engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, I felt like. The beginning of that was was very over the top and fun and crazy and like it felt like they were playing up uh, Willie a little bit to be sort of like a, a, a parody of, of Bond girls and how useless they they tend to be at least in in a lot of the um, earlier movies and so that I thought all that was a, a ton of fun the 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 car chase was was crazy and weird and, and silly with short round there and and um, the uh, Willie dropping the gun. As when he tosses it over to her and she like lobs it out the window because it's hot still, <laughs> she's like right. freaking out. Um, there, there's just a lot of like that entire I think opening up through them jumping off the plane in the the raft, like all of that. I think there's there's a ton of fun uh, humor and, and and sort of creative setups and everything. Even though the raft thing doesn't make a lick of sense, it's oh, it's so good. It's such a good like fun <laughs> thing, and the effect looks re- like it, yeah. they, they did that. And I I think there's a specific shot you can tell. Um, specifically on the one where they they fall off the river, or, or no, they're sliding and they fall off the cliff again on into the river. Mm-hmm. And they're specifically, I think you can see. I don't know if it's just like a string or a parachute or what, but there's something you can see up against the cliff face about like forty feet up as it's falling. That I think is how they actually stabilize it, mm. um, which is neat. But like it, it just looks really good. Like they're, they obviously they've got like a location here that they're actually filming at. Yeah, it's really neat. It's it, like that entire sequence, ton of fun, ton of crazy zany action everything um yeah I, to- I totally felt watching that like i could see in my mind all the bond producers and cubby just like throwing their hats on the ground and stomping <laughs> yeah, on yeah, them. yeah yeah um <laughs> because it's so like sort of takes that that out that start and then applies the the same indiana jones action filter we had in the first movie to to that bond setup and it just goes and it goes crazy um i really really enjoyed all that um, and I did enjoy again, like I, I didn't I want to say I disliked this movie um, you didn't dislike it he hated it I absolutely <laughs> hated it no uh, but I, I do think that that was like I was really really into it and I think it had a lot of the same momentum that the previous movie had yep. where there was a lot of like flowing into one action scene from the next and of course there's the this this is not really part of my point but I just wanted to bring this up because it's great but the bit where he he says see a Lao Shay and then he, he closes the door and it's Lao Shay like that's excellent yeah it's all so good um because it's it's all kind of underscoring that like underdog mentality he doesn't always like know what he's doing necessarily he doesn't always do the right thing or the 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 wise thing um all of that is a ton of fun i i think that that opening sequence up through that point is is great uh i think my which is interesting because i think actually my my worst thing um there's a few things I could point to, but it might just be the last 20 minutes. <laughs> hmm. 
Um, Fascinating. Because specifically, it, like, this is not something that normally would bother me. Normally I would just be like, it's not really, I guess, the last 20 minutes. There's there's elements. Uh, I'll, I'll elaborate and see if I can summarize. Um, there are a lot of setups in this movie that, and this is not a thing that would normally bother me, but I noticed it so much that I kind of got frustrated by it and was was beginning to get pretty taken out of the movie. Um because I don't think it has like a, a very clear focus so like I was supposed to be carried by the action scenes and there are a lot of action scenes where it's it's specifically cutting back and forth between something is about to happen to our, our main characters and something else, someone else is trying to stop it from happening to mm. them and there's so much of that where someone should not or should have already been killed by the thing sure. and it just goes on for like a minute or two, um, like Indiana Jones, like Indy going into the like spinning. Yes, the, and then the, the rock crusher, right? Where, where he there's like four shots of him, like ah, he's ah, about there, ah, he's right there. Oh no, and short round oh, reaching no. for the, pen. and then and then they flip it, and then he he gets out of that, and then um, the the scene with the spikes, it's just the spikes are coming down, and the the biggest offender for me, I think, was um, I, I guess this isn't exactly the same thing, but the same thing of like timing on the action scenes was the cart chase at the end because the cart chase is a lot of fun there's there's some good kills in there mm. they, they they throw a guy off and he lands on the tracks and then like the, the other car just like slams into him and goes flying into the lava that's pretty great um but at the end of that of that chase uh like we were talking about with the water they knock over the giant water barrel yes and that's like way back at the construction area oh, in the yeah. start and it reaches them in like 10 seconds and it's just like there, and like the, that car chase was like a good five minute sequence, right? Right. And then the water's just there. Maybe that was flashback whenever they're knocking it down. <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe it was. Sure, they we, do we, a lot we, with time. It's like this is us or something. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but that's my. There is a lot of action sequences that I I felt the. I mean, obviously, like the, what is actually happening within them is good in terms of the the way they're shot and the. Like the effects, of course, the effects of the, the the stone crusher with the um the rocks getting exploded at the bottom, like whenever they, they sure. immediately touch it, and it's a it's a great kill when the guy gets caught in the yeah. thing and then he falls through. Like that's all great, but there's a lot of stuff like that where I felt like they were really losing my sort of suspension of disbelief and ability to really get into the uh, the tension, uh the the suspense of the scene. I agree because like. They, there was a lot of sort of manipulation of and, and exploitation of, of editing to make it like, oh, well, we, we you know, we we showed that, oh, the spike was, like, about to kill them. We better, you know, cut away for a little while and then cut back and we'll show, like... Yeah, yeah. It's like an inch closer. There was a lot of stuff like that that really bothered me. Um, it, I guess that's... There are, there are several things I could probably have gone for for my worst thing. Um, but I think that that underscores a lot of the fact that I felt this movie was a lot of starting and stopping compared to the last one. Hmm. Um, where the last one is, again, talking about the first 20 minutes of this movie, that last one uh, goes through so many just different action set pieces and just never never stops for a second. That, my pacing was the best thing about the last one. That Or my best thing about the last one where it just continually, like, we you know we we never slow down. We, we are constantly moving into the next thing, and they're all these really creative, really interesting... Uh, set pieces and chases and fights and all this good stuff um and this one has some of that but it's i, I didn't feel like 
it was all carrying through. I don't know. I'm trying to decide if the, if there's anything else I want to, because I as I'm talking about this, I'm thinking of other things that I wasn't a huge fan of. Um, but I'll I'll stick with that for now, and then I'll I'll bring up my other my other uh, points of contention as I go along. So, we'll we'll say that just the the momentum of those those action scenes I think was not very well handled. I feel yeah, because I definitely had a similar. I know it happened more than once, but specifically with the rock crusher, I had the same sense of like, I know that you have to drag this out for tension, but you've dragged it now past that yes. point. Like, yes. I'm suspending my disbelief, and I'm totally willing to do that, but, like, there's... Y- y- yep. You went just over. And, and I I, know, I realize that sounds very nitpicky, but it did genuinely bother me, no, because I think I, it I really does it, yeah. push it in this one. And I think, with, when you have a filmmaker of such of such a high caliber, mistakes like that stick out more, mm-hmm. because that that's not like... He's not an inept filmmaker, no. but that's the kind of thing you see in a from a director that's not very good. Yeah. As opposed to like, oh, he just took a broad swing, and it didn't quite work. But it, whatever, you know. Mm. I, I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. My turn, or do you want to go, Alex? You can go. Okay. Yeah, whatever, man. We're just it's 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 it's, fr- it's free will in here. Grab a couple of movies and party. It's all good. Whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so my worst thing is a conditional worst thing, um, and that's going to be the handling of Willie. Because if indeed it, 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 if she is intentionally a parody of Bond girls, I'm not bothered by her. But if right. she wasn't, it felt like a real step down from Karen Allen. And that was my thing too. Is I felt like she initially was. Yeah. And and they were really playing that up like during that scene, that that opening scene. Um, but then after they kind of transitioned away from that, I was like, all right, that was a fun like opening bit. Right. Right. It sort of continued to be right. Like yeah. where, where Karen Allen was so much an equal to Indy and was like. She never got damseled where she wasn't trying to like she never just like succumbed to being mm-hmm. a damsel. Willie is screaming the whole time and all she wants she just like Diamonds yep. All she wants are diamonds and she's just like She just saw a man's heart ripped out and the second they say diamonds, she's like, Wait, what? <laughs> and she like chip her chip chipping nails and it just it felt like such a stereotype of a woman, you know, in mm-hmm. that sense that I felt very like uh, which I think, yeah, as, as a Bond woman parody, that's great because you're, you're like pointing out other movies' fault, flaws. And this movie has a ton of Bond, mm-hmm. uh, like the whole their whole almost seduction. Yes, is is, is so uh, uh, octopusy reminiscent, and like right. it's it, there are so many Bondish elements in this, uh, which I which I enjoyed because this was done better. Uh, but yeah, that that was my thing. I was like. With Willie, I feel like they could have done better. Just just after being so charmed and so pleased with how they handled Marion in the last one, this felt like a very... It just felt like a step back. Um, it was... It's almost... Yeah. I mean, it's fascinating to see them, like, go that far. With, yeah. Like, like to make her that much of a stereotype and, like, a... Which, which, it, I, which, I, think, it, uh, which I think supports the theory that she wasn't... Yes. That, that wasn't them going, <laughs> women be shopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like definitely, this. like, intentional... I'm just not sure if they really said anything by right. doing that. Yeah. That's kind of my... If she was only in one scene, and then, like, there was a different mm-hmm. Indiana Jones sidekick character later, I'd be like, oh, that was a Bond Girl parody. Mm-hmm. Funny. And then, But because, yeah, I, I think it was honestly kind of a thing that Family Guy does a lot, where I liked the, the goal of the joke, but then they went so far, it was like, oh, but now you're actually, like, offensive. Yeah. <laughs> like, you kind of left the point you were making, and now you're just sort of, like, over the top. Um 
Well, that's the weird thing I noticed both with Willie and then also with how they just treat Indian culture. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how much of it is supposed to be like a meta send-up of the old 40s serials where, where it's kind of like, oh, that's that's the other, that's the foreign thing. It's weird and it's disturbing and whatnot. Right. So like that whole scene when they're eating all the, you know, the quote-unquote disgusting food yeah. and obviously Willie's like about to, she like passes out and she's about to vomit I mean, and so whatnot. Was I, in fairness to her. <laughs> yeah, but, but how much of it is supposed to be like a... Yeah, these these forty serials were kind of ridiculous. Isn't this kind of right, funny? Right. And how much of it was like take this seriously? I don't know. Yeah, and how much of it? And, you know, fr- f- fortunately, they did have the Indian village characters who were not treated as stereotypes. They they were just nice people, yeah. people who right. like ate food that was weird to Willie, but was just because it was unfamiliar to her. It wasn't couched to the audience as like bizarre rice mm-hmm. dates. What are right. we doing? But so so that was that was nice. But I had the same thought of like, I can't tell how much of it is a meta thing and how much of it is like, mm, I you're getting a is this a little like yeah too caricature too caricature yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a good way to put it. Uh, and you, it's also nice that our bad guys like I, I like that our bad guys are like religious zealots, mm-hmm. but it's not getting like overtly political about yeah, it. Absolutely. Like it's not like it's just that's the plot. <laughs> that we're going with it's not trying to get on a soapbox about anything i feel like with a lot of big action blockbusters today they kind of go with safer choices it's like oh we got the corporate bad yeah, guy because right. you know everybody hates the big business guy or you know that type of thing whereas this one's just like no we've got religious zealots in india they're, they're a bunch of weird cultists and like nobody's you don't have to feel offended by it or anything sure. i don't know yeah i and, and when this all leads into my, my best thing, which is I really enjoy Short Round. I just mm-hmm. thought he was a lot of fun. I thought uh, Jonathan Short K- Round is awesome. He was really funny, and Jonathan mm-hmm. K- K- Kwan was genuinely good because Spielberg has a knack for not only casting talented child actors but directing them really yep. effectively. Like the kids in his movies, off the top of my head, are always genuinely good, mm-hmm. and I can and child actors can be incredibly annoying. Sure. <laughs> but can you imagine Spielberg directing Phantom Menace? Yeah, really. Oh jeez, it'd but, be better. Yeah. Oh, that hurts my heart I mean, now. But like, think about the kids in Jurassic Park and ET. ET and like yep. again, he directed Christian Bale when Christian Bale was like ten. You know, it's it's he has a real knack for 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 choosing these great child actors and and uh, short round is a lot of fun. But there were times when I was like, and I think that is actually that kid's accent. I don't think they had him putting on an accent. I think the movie largely avoids like jokes about the accent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, which I think is good, and like he has some really funny lines that are not funny because he mm-hmm. has that voice, or not voice, but he has that that he's speaking broken English. Um, well, it's also helpful that Indiana Jones always treats him with respect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he like he refers to him as kid and stuff, but it's never like he doesn't like throw offensive stereotype no, names. They're at always him or like on like equal that. level, right? Yeah. It's kind of what I mean when he, he they're not like he's not like a sidekick kind of thing. He's, oh, does he mean they're playing poker? That's a lot of fun. Yeah. And also, Short, yes. Round, Short Round also makes an, an elephant friend, and that's adorable. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. <laughs> mm-hmm. My other best best thing, which is a very minor thing, is when the two guys show up with the spinning sores, and, <laughs> and Indy's like, I know what to... Oh, I don't have my gun. <laughs> that, was, right. that was a really great callback. And as much as I then enjoyed the ensuing fight, it would have been really funny if, if Indy had just run. Yeah, been like, I've got yeah. one move for this. On a well, no, then he did run. At yeah, one sure. of There's like That's 20 true. of them chasing after him. <laughs> like, I thought it was just a great callback. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. For sure. Well, it's strange thinking of that Technically, in terms of forward. this is 
Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, that's that's the weird thing. This is technically a prequel, but I feel like that plays better if that's like he he remembered doing that in Raiders. Right. I think I think that Indy has like I think he stepped out of time and saw forward because he he has he's it's like an arrival where he's realized like oh time is it's all a loop. yeah it's a loop and so I can see forward and yeah. like okay I got it's you a, it's a whip actually it's a, <laughs> a oh coil my up. god yeah, exactly but he can also straighten it out yeah which is yeah, how he yeah, controls he's, he's, time and, and just do we have a confirmed date for when Raiders takes place I can't remember thirty six I'm pretty sure it's so it's literally a year after this one yes okay. That's that, ah, that bothers me. That's what pops into my head because the I, I, I think this plays better as just a is sequel. It no, the, I no, think it might thir- be thirty-eight. No, thirty-eight is oh, um, the thirty-eight is Crusade because I saw that. Yeah, so that does beg the question of like, where did Short Round go? <laughs> yeah, pretty sure he's um, Bruce Lee. Okay, it was thirty-six. Yeah, it was thirty-six. Okay, no, because yeah. I know this one was thirty-five. I, Interesting. And Crystal's call is like just... fifty-seven. I just think that's a very weird decision to make this a prequel when it like it has no bearing on the plot whatsoever. I guess it's just because you know they didn't think about sequels beyond this one, so they're just like, well, I guess he's with Marion in the future, and they just go and yeah. have a life. Well, maybe or they couldn't get. Maybe it was. One, it, I don't know that it would be this simple, but they were like, oh, we can't get Karen Allen, so rather than try to you know write her out, let's just be like, ah, eh, it's a prequel. But then they make Last Crusade. Sure. <laughs> So, I, I don't know. I do it's strange. I, on a face level, I like that a lot. Just of like, oh, this is a serial. It doesn't, you know, we're not like, That's, yeah. it's not this, then this, then this. It's not, we're That's not a true. continuing story. story beats, it's yeah. just, this is an episodic adventure. Here's the thing that happened. Because, like, I assume that's also kind of a throwback to, to older serials where. Um, I mean, I'm not. I'm not certain of this. I did not watch. I was not. I was unfortunately not alive in the 1940s. Um, <laughs> but uh, that we know of. Yes, that we know. Uh, of. Uh, but Tyler controls time. Whoosh. <laughs> um, but I assume that there's kind of an element there too of like, oh, every episode there's a there's a damsel in distress that he has to save or something like that. I, I assume there's probably a bit of that going on as well. Just like we completely mix up the cast every time because it's it like that would be more how it is. Just like random supporting cast. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to watch them in order. You yeah. just sort of flip it on and yeah. eat your mini wheat and do the Charleston or whatever they were doing back then. <laughs> Fighting, really dealing with a terrible war is what they were doing. Sure, sure. <laughs> you got, you gotta, you gotta have some fun. Details, right. details. <laughs> yeah, come on. Well, Alex, what were your best and worst things? Um, well, it's interesting considering what Tyler's worst thing was because uh-huh. I think my best thing is like the last forty-five minutes of the movie. <laughs> uh oh, hold him back, Joseph. Tyler's coming out of hold him back. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Trying to well, get to the screen. <laughs> Well, it is funny because I did notice like a couple of of those moments that you had mentioned, Tyler, where the editing's just weird, mm-hmm. like with the with the yeah. water getting released and and mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, didn't really bother me at all, mm-hmm. and I think just pretty much when Indy gets like brainwashed or whatever on, it's just like a constant escalation Seems. for me. Uh, finish your thoughts. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt. Good. Okay, um, and I really just love how dark and messed up this movie is. <laughs> um, I love how violent it is. I, I I just really appreciate when it wants to get nuts, it gets nuts. Yeah, um, it's not nuts. It's crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There you go. You don't have to yeah, be crazy like, to be in this movie, but it helps. But, like, I, I can't really speak that much to, like, you know, weird editing and plot points that, that maybe seem a little bit off. There were a couple of things that I noticed, but just in terms of, like, getting in the movie and getting, like, really excited. Because I really did enjoy the, the opening action scene. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I feel like after that, between like after they they land, uh, you know they 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 jump out of the yep. plane, um, and then on to basically when they show up and they find out that this weird cult just yep. ripped a man's heart out. I feel like that whole point, that's probably my worst thing. Okay. That whole section of the movie just is really slow, and I'm very uninterested in what's going on for a, a good portion of that. Um, but then I really feel like it picks up steam, and I was like totally into it for that. It, it's like a, a, a it's it very, felt similar to like Mad Max Fury Road, where it's just like oh, it's just like a constant action scene. I mean, it's switching it up what it's doing, but it's just constant until they get to the end. Um, and I, I I really really enjoyed all of it. Um, Good effects, bad effects, weird editing, all of that taken into account, I still really liked it. What's... Um, uh, hmm? uh, I, was gonna, I was waiting for you to finish your... Yeah, I think that's about it. Okay. Yeah, my, my worst thing would be that, that little middle section that I feel like was very slow. Um, mostly because I feel like this movie takes a while to figure out what the plot of it is supposed yes. to be. Um, as opposed to Raiders, where you get the information straight up and it's like, oh, here's the mission, go do the mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one's just kind of like freewheeling it for a while, or it's just like, ah, we're we're doing this wacky chase, so we're escaping, and now we're just wandering through the the forest. Oh, hey, kids are being enslaved. <laughs> you know, it, what's so what's funny is I was thinking, I was like, you know, I don't know, I don't feel like that was like actually my my strongest like worst thing I could have I could have said I, like after considering it I feel like my my worst thing would actually be the plot point of Indy getting brainwashed and then now, did, now does he um, actually get brainwashed because yes, later yes. okay so how does the short round break him out of it yes with fire yes with fire which okay, is great which is, and which is what he, he uses pretending. on the Maharaja yeah. right there, after that there's, okay. there's a real there's, the way he gets out of that is so great because short round is like I love you, Indy, and it's like, oh, is the, is he gonna like? Yeah. Is he gonna okay. remember? Is he gonna come out because like you know he, he realizes his best friend needs mm-hmm. him, and then it's and, and then Indy there, there's backhands a second, him. and then, no, well, there's a second, and then short round stabs him with a torch, okay. and that's what actually wakes him up, and it's great because it's okay. like there's a moment there where you're like, oh, is this how he's gonna get out of the sleep? And then it's like, oh no, he's, okay. He has to then I, I just couldn't tell if when he was like, I'm fu- I'm fine, kid, mm-hmm. if that was. If if he had been playing the whole time, or if he had just, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, it all makes right. sense. But like I, uh, not so much the like I don't care. I mean the the, the magic or supernatural stuff that's fine. I, you know, sure. Also, um, I have questions about the magic stuff. Sure. In terms of this being a prequel with Indy's reluctance to believe in the potential powers of the arc, yeah. but yeah. Um, uh, that that felt weird. But, but yeah, the, the, the magic stuff, that's not really my, my concern. It's more the fact that that feels like that's supposed to be the emotional crux of the movie. Is that mm. like, oh, now Indy's brainwashed and he's got these friends and they, you know he's trying to get back to the... Or they're trying to get through to him to, to wake him up. Um, and the way they play that, I feel like, is not very earned emotionally like it feels like oh it's not he, and that's because it takes five minutes exactly like within five minutes he's brainwashed and then they break him out yeah they break it. like they spend no time with it him. feels like they've been stuck down there for three months and he finally like the way the reunions play when he gets when he wakes up it feels like he's been stuck down there for months and they right. and they finally broke him out and they're like oh we it's been we it's been hell without you oh god you know like it's you know <laughs> like it but it's it's played that that emotionally where they're like oh my gosh he's back I can't believe it. Yeah. It's like he's it, been five minutes. He's been out for like twenty minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's weird. Um, and I, I that I think because I think overall, I, like you're saying, it takes quite a while to find the plot. Um, it's just a lot of 
meandering and and not really I, I just never really felt into the 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 driving force of the movie i never i never yeah. really was on board fully i think for me the 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 way that i really got into it was just how violent and dark the bad guys were mm-hmm. no because it's, it's a very simple thing of like no they are enslaving children they're trying to find this weird power in these minds like they will do messed up stuff to get what they want. I want Indiana Jones and his friends to to kill all these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was kind of the angle that I took, and that's mm-hmm. that's probably what helped me get get into the the last act of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, Tyler, I totally agree. Like <laughs> him getting brainwashed, like it's a really cool idea. I actually like the scene where he's he's just kind of like laying there with all the mm-hmm. candles around him, and he's kind of losing his mind. Um, Indiana Jones is in so much pain in this movie. Yes. <laughs> um, and once again, that feeds into the thing that I, I kind of latched onto with Raiders and why, what I think is missing from a lot of the James Bond movies at this time. Our hero needs to experience pain. Our hero needs to, to face adversity and like ha- be up against like a real threat. That way when they triumph over it, it feels like a real catharsis for the audience. It can't just be, oh, they're invincible protagonist, man. They'll be fine. And then, like, nothing bad happens to them. As long as he's not deconstructed. That's sure. my only uh, thing. Sure. Correct. Sure. But, correct. But that, yeah. That's the biggest standard that we got to overcome. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, he gets he gets whipped uh, multiple times. He has, like, bloody scars down his back. The Short round gets bleed. whipped. Short this round, movie yeah. is messed up. Um, I mean, that's what happens whenever George Lucas writes a story for a movie <laughs> immediately after getting divorced. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's got those those whip scars on his back the whole time. Then he's getting stabbed by a voodoo doll and beaten up, and like there's blood pouring out his back. It's it's yeah, it's a lot. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It's hard to reconcile that with some of the sillier humor that's sure. in the movie. Um, and most of that's in the first half of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Do we do we want to just get into the Willie Scott of it all? Um. Because I, I, I've heard a lot of people compare her to, like, Jar Jar Binks, where she's just, like, this complete <laughs> nonsense cartoon character. Where she's just, like, every time she shows up, she's very grating to people. Um, well, hang on, hang on. Can we reopen Phantom Menace with Jar Jar Binks singing Anything Goes? <laughs> I'd be okay with that. <laughs> okay, stop the podcast. <laughs> and with a bunch of Gungans like tap dancing behind him. That would be great. Yeah, now I want that. Yeah. That Let's was Misa always say anything goes. Anything that goes. That was Italian, but whatever. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Jeez, that would be great. Now that was an interesting opening because that is a song from the musical Anything Goes, in which I appeared in high school. I did not sing that. Song. The original performance, I assume. Yes, back in. Uh, yes, I was. I was just a, a, a. I was just a young Bob Fosse character, mm-hmm. just yanked from the high school I went to, and asked to perform in 1938 or whenever Correct. they performed Anything Goes. Correct. Again, a whip. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Time is time is an elongated. Cole point. Porter saw me and he said, "Whatever he sounded like, come on, bud." Do this big, or this big show. T- time is a cracked whip, I guess. Would be <laughs> time is a that, cracked that's whip. The, that's season, man, season three of True Detective is weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let, let, let's round robin this real quick. What was everyone's scariest slash grossest moment for this movie? Mine was those bugs. 
Which uh, ones? I mean, all of them. They were crawling <laughs> all over them, and like they were on Willie and everything. I said a word I can't say on this podcast because there are preschool toys present. But like, <laughs> I said specifically, Alex's C and say that he always has with him all the mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. In case I forget Correct. what a cow sounds like. Um, no, but like, like they're all crawling, and I multiple times watching that, I was just like expletive that. <laughs> like out loud to no one. I was, I was so unhappy. I mean, we talked about the spiders and Alfred Molina. Yeah, last episode. This was that times four. Like, no, thank you. I do not want any of that. Mm. I was so unhappy with it. Uh, for <laughs> me, it was the blood skull. Blood skull's very bad. Wait, were they? They're making him drink the blood. Oh so yeah, 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 yeah. That's pretty that's, bad. That's, that's just th- gross. It's so gross. Like, blood doesn't bother me. But the idea of drinking it, mm-hmm. especially out of a skull. Yes, yes. Blood skull is bad. It's just, yeah. it's I gotta go with the baby snakes. Was, oh, baby snake was baby, gross. Baby, baby snakes, is, snake surprise. Was a, <laughs> yeah, was rough. That whole dinner was was There's a lot going on there. Yeah, really. I think it might just be the moment where, where Willie has to reach into the hole to, to pull the sure. lever for the door, mm-hmm. and she just looks inside, and it's just. It's just covered in bugs. Oh. And it's just like, no matter what you do, you're going to touch at least one of them. <laughs> and once again, those were... They they were either very good practical effects, or they got some bugs. No, I think they got some bugs. Yeah, cause, and those weren't like, oh, it's a cockroach, this is a primate. They were like indigenous to that region. Yeah. I'm not a bugologist, but like... Sure. Oh my god. I was not okay with also, it. Also, the, the centipede crawling... Like it, it goes under her hair. Oh yeah! Like it, it crawls on her back and goes under her hair. Oh. That that was one that the, got. And me. also the really, the really huge one that is on her hand mm-hmm. when she first like it looks like a, like a, like a I don't know, weevil or something. Yeah, some yeah. giant white like yeah. And it was like because that sort of thing of like looking down and seeing a bug on your hand and like freaking out like that 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 is one thing that like always freaks me out. Is that if Same. I like I'm like ah and then to like but like. Just, just imagining that scenario. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, to the point where when they see all the cockroaches on the ground, I was like, I can take this. <laughs> and normally, <laughs> I would not be able to take that. But and this is coming from someone who like uh, worships Bone Tomahawk. But I would not be able to handle. Yeah, I don't know. See, I just thought it was very gross. Bugs never really bothered me. Really? Yeah. You're so, a braver man than I. I, I guess so. Except Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> have you seen Bone Tomahawk? I have not seen oh, it. Apparently I need to. Oh, boy. It's good. There's no bugs in it. I mean, that's not the thing. But, oh, boy. Okay, so so we've done your roundtable now, Britain. Yeah, that's just... Cause, well, and that, that's a good segue into the fact that this was one of the movies that created the PG-13 mm. rating. Um, do you guys think this should be PG-13, or do you think it yeah. should go to R? Probably. Oh, yeah. 13. Mm. 13, yeah. I think this movie... <laughs> I was gonna say it's it's like the closest you can get yes. to like veering yeah. into our territory. In like it's yeah, it's the upper echelon of PG thirteen. I mean, in terms of like, and I loved it. Modern day, I I don't know mm-hmm. because like there's no language really. And I think Indy know. says the S word like once, yeah. which um, is what you're allowed in a PG thirteen. So. Yeah, uh, I mean you're yeah. allowed just about everything except for the F word. Yeah. I think, or even then, I think you can get away with one. You can say it, can once? Say it yeah. once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's well, it has to be in a certain context too. I think it has to be. You're expressing it in a non-sexual yeah. context, yeah, correct? No. Um, but yeah, it's, the MPAA is stupid. It is very stupid. <laughs> they should, yeah. they should not be I'm in charge of rating like, movies. Yeah, that's what I'm making. Is that the, the, I could make the argument that this should be R, but I don't know that it would actually would ever have been qualified under sure. even the modern standards as yeah, R. Yeah, yeah, because it doesn't like tick off the boxes that need. There's no nudity. That's true. You know, it's like that's true. 
There are very specific things that they're like, oh, you can't do that. And even the things that are extreme, right. like the guy getting in the rock crusher is an extremely mm-hmm. violent idea. And but you see like the stripe of yep. blood afterwards, which is really good because it's very evocative. Without being, they didn't, you didn't. It's not like, you know, like a Cronenberg movie or something where you would have seen him getting flat. Right. So yeah, I was watching this and I was like, this is all really cool. And I think cult stuff is generally pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Um, like actually freaks me out. But in this, I thought it was all really effective. And I thought, if I saw this as a child, I, I could see this genuinely terrifying. Mm-hmm. So I understand why parents would have been, like, we were not expecting this level of, like, we talked about Raiders as like, oh, that yeah. got, well, that got kind of gross I was, I was, Yeah, I was going to say, um, man, because I definitely, I don't know what age I first saw all these. Um, I was going to ask, but, yeah. But the thing that definitely stuck with me most <laughs> was still the, uh, little boy, the, uh, the end of Raiders out of out of all of these movies, really? the the, uh, the faces at the end of Raiders has definitely always been like the melting faces yeah. has definitely always been the the striking uh, like oh god. Well, yeah. was, for know. for me it was either that or it was um, what's his face in Crusade turning into a skeleton Ooh, when yeah. I was little. That was the one. That Fascinating, kind of interesting. See, w- watching this, I feel like the thing that would have like traumatized me as a child is just the heart pulling scene. Hmm. Um, Kind of cool. It's really the only thing <laughs> no, got, it's, it's really cool. The only thing that got really me good was effects. The look of the skin caving sure. in, just because I was yeah. like, it didn't look like skin anymore, and mm-hmm. it was like, it was like it was like foam or something. it looked like I don't know. That was kind of gross. Holding the heart but, and the heart catching fire was awesome. Sure. Yeah, and that, it was just sort of my thing is that like he's my hero. S- someone somehow <laughs> supernaturally sure, grabbing through your chest to grab your heart is not something that is like. Particularly uh, a, a fear of mine, I guess. Right, you right. know, it's not something. Are you really... sure about that? <laughs> uh, apparently, I should be, but like, I, I feel. I like think it's more that's... like what happens once they actually lower the guy in sure. and he starts burning. Yeah, yeah, like the yeah, heart's yeah. being the weird, set. Like, so, so you got this weird cult leader with a. He's holding a heart in his hand. It's set it on fire, and he's laughing maniacally. Mm-hmm. That would have traumatized me as a child. I, I, and I did, yeah. maybe that's. Maybe that's why they have indie being brainwashed. Maybe that's why they have it be so quick because just they know there are some children in the audience yeah. and they know this movie's already dark. So this is like the darkest point of the movie. Let's try and get a move on and try and get it to be a bit more upbeat. I don't know. Spielberg's I, like, okay, George, we'll do your story. <laughs> I feel like there's another... <laughs> Lucas is sitting over there with like black like, eyeliner with like painted tears. Listening to the cure, like, no, no. <laughs> Looking out a window the whole time. George, what is that in the front of your journal? Does it say, Welcome to my twisted mind? <laughs> Goth George Lucas. Yeah, you got the emo George Lucas is my new favorite character. Oh, I'm oh, I'm sorry if uh if all my feelings are such a hot topic for you. <gasps> and then he calls up like <laughs> every mall and is like, have I got I, a deal for you? I also feel like if he was trying to dress goth, he would end up just wearing like black business casual and it would just be like he was a conductor at like an orchestra. <laughs> like I feel like that's that's what he'd land on is trying to like go edgy. It's like, oh. Or he would be so like in the office when they all dress up as the Joker and Kevin is just kind of like there's some red paint on his face. <laughs> and he's just like, No, I'm but I really feel very hard. I'm very I'm I'm true goth and he's just got like a little bit of eyeliner. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'm a darker character than I've ever been before. Alex, play in this space with us. 
Play in the play in the George the goth George Lucas space. I, I'm I'm happy just watching at a distance. Um, I will say having George like humming Evanescence as he's writing the script just sounds like the best idea ever. Okay, so wake me up and start. So, so George, why do they want to take the heart so they can be my immortal? <gasps> Well, that's just like that's the, th- the the thing that like I because the the whole to to go on a slightly se- I, 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 to take advantage of of you both being completely just side <laughs> sidelined by this, um, uh, it is fascinating to me that like this this movie the the whole kind of anecdote behind this movie is that George Lucas is going through a horrible messy divorce, sure, and, right, and so that's why he went super dark because he was just angry, um, and. The the fact that the movie literally has a man's heart get torn out is like that. Yes, I'll show them. Show all of them. George, I, this, this is how it feels. Spielberg's like George. I I just this feels a little. Much. You will remember the night you were struck by the sight of ten thousand fists in the air. I don't know if disturbed counts as emo. I'm just remembering like what my sister was into. Yeah, but close enough. <laughs> Now, now, George, why, why is why do you do we need poison at the beginning? Well, it's kind of my chemical romance, uh, which I feel is sort of <laughs> it works. There's so like, many. I like that. Goth the original title movies. for the movie was Indiana Jones and the Bring Me to Life. Sure. <laughs> everyone, everyone in the in the room reading the script is just like George. This is like it's interesting. You make a lot of choices. What about that title? Can you give us a bit more context about that? <laughs> no, I, I like that that the expression of goth George Lucas is uh, is he makes puns about <laughs> future <laughs> about goth emo media. D- haven't we done? Have we not done this before? I swear we've been here. I swear we've done a bit very similar to this before. And I don't know if it was goth. It may have been something else. <laughs> I think it was something else. But it was something to do with George Lucas. And I think we ended up on the same route of he just made puns about the thing that he was upset about. <laughs> We have definitely. Th- I'm going to. I'm going to remember what this was because we have gone down this almost exact same path before. If you Google Goth George Lucas, the first thing that comes up are the trailer for Strange Magic, and then the video that says "Crushing Goth Stereotypes," and then there's a bunch of pictures of George Lucas just being like a happy boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's his version of Goth. He's just happy because <laughs> it's he hits the true rebellion. Correct. And then there's this thing that says Star Wars Geek versus Goth. Clearly, it's very evident to any of our initiated uh, audience that I don't know much about goth culture or emo <laughs> culture or anything. Um, I spent this morning listening to Hyam while I was making my sandwich. <laughs> so, like, sorry, gang. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm not sure how much it reflects on me that I enjoyed the violence and darkness of this movie you as much as I did. You have been revealing a deep <laughs> bloodlust in you recently. Yeah, probably. Which I've noticed. Um, Are you mad at Zack Snyder because you feel like he's getting to do everything you want to do? Yes, I need Batman to just be ripping people's heads off. Is it like me every time I get mad they revive Pippin on Broadway? I'm mad at not <laughs> me doing it. Which is a true story. Well, I think... The the reason I like the violence and the darkness so much in this just it, it's it's a it echoes good, your soul. Uh, correct. That's exactly yeah. the point I was trying to make. Thank <laughs> you, Britain. Sorry, go on. But just compared to particular, and I was getting in, into this a little bit with the last episode. Particularly comparing it with like a lot of modern day action movies, where just so much of it, not even just like effects driven stuff, but even just like shootout based movies, more practical effects driven stuff. 
they just they don't have the grit they don't have mm. like the feeling the weight that comes with violence like the impact and just like Indiana Jones getting punched he's almost killed like with the voodoo doll and everything like it just there's a more tangible quality to it that mm. just helps me get into it a lot more there is a strange for a movie that is this sort of you know swashbuckling high adventure there is a groundedness to it at least yes. in that sense of there there is a sense of like impact Yes. I think and, and once again, like even when the set pieces are silly, like the car chase at the beginning, we're still having like violent shootouts where people get shot and there's like blood splatters. Yeah. Um so they're not shying away from that. Um yeah, and he, even and, when and it gets he, a bit he, goofier. And like you talked about he's a character that feels pain. Like I never I always know he's gonna survive. Because of course he right. is, but I don't know he's gonna survive with like, Or I need flow. to be asking the question If I know he's going to be fine, I need to be going how's he gonna get out of this right, like right. genuinely concerned like I know he's going to I just don't know how because I don't know how with the odds <laughs> stacked against him like this I don't know how he gets out of this which is something that until, like with the spike room I think that again they overdid that they, they it went a little too long but before it hit that point I was genuinely like I know he's gonna get out of this but like you, yeah. Willie, you, Willie, you need to get the thing. <laughs> like, you need to pull that. Well, lever. that's that's one that's not really so much like dark and scary. It's more just like it's played mostly for comedic effect. No, but I was still pretty spookified because <laughs> I was. Like, I mean, it's mostly it's mostly the bugs. That's that's the mm. creep factor of it all. Yeah, but um, also like the the spike room because I was just thinking like, okay, but if that were me, I would be terrified. <laughs> yeah, I, I do like the bits where, where, where we're cutting back and we're, where the camera's like placed on the hole where we can see Indiana Jones where he's just like, Willie, can you please <laughs> yeah. get us out? We are going to die. <laughs> Ford plays fed up very well. Yes. Yes. He's, he's so good at being yeah. over it. Well, it's, it's just fascinating because like a lot of people with Willie, they go, well, she's annoying. She's an annoying character. The movie knows that. <laughs> like, right. Indiana Jones is constantly like, can you please be quiet? And, and I, I really like the poker scene where, where, like, she's running around. She's getting, <laughs> yeah, like... that was funny. Like, the elephants are bothering her, then the bugs, the snakes, and then she's, like, holding on to the bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the um, owl. But, but then Indiana Jones is just like, see, the problem with her is the talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is kind of funny. Um, I saw like when a short round said, I'm little, you cheat big. <laughs> yeah. That was cute. Yeah. Um, the interplay between the two of them is just dynamite. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, for sure. I just feel like the thing that's missing, particularly from Willie, is a character arc. Mm. Because mm-hmm. she really doesn't have one. She starts the movie is just like she's scared, she's frightened, she doesn't know what... Like, she's in it over her head. And then at the end of the movie, she's just like, I'm in over my head, I, I'm gonna leave. I don't want to go to Delhi with you. Mm-hmm. And we'll make out. And well, then she does. She does punch. I was about to say she got the one punch. She got the punch in there. Yeah. Uh, well, I I wish there was more of that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the bit where um, you know, Indiana Jones is fighting the heavy. He's about to be crushed on on the, on the little slide that goes to the rock crusher. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see her in the background. She's like trying to toss like rocks at the guy. I'm like, this is this is pointless. Like, get this out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Willie could almost just be cut from the movie entirely. Probably. She she feels that unnecessary, particularly towards the end. But who I don't would know. Pull the lever. Short round, Kronk. <laughs> Short round. <laughs> Good reference. 
Or maybe you just come up with some clever way for Indiana Jones to get out of it. I don't know. The funny thing about that scene was I was telling Tyler, this is directed by Zack Snyder. He gets his arm crushed whenever he reached back in for the hat. Yeah. Because he keeps doing it in every movie. Deconstruction. See, that's what the movie's missing. Right, Britton? Right. Thank you. (laughs) Wait, your your mom's name is Kali Ma, too? (laughs) Kali Ma! (laughs) But, like... it's just a constant chase for those last 45 yeah. minutes. And, and I, I, yeah, I've really just got into all of that. And, and just the standoff at the bridge and then Indiana Jones. The bridge just standoff like, is quite good. That's very good. Just, just cutting it and sending all of those people to their deaths mm-hmm. to be eaten by crocodiles. Like, mm-hmm. I loved it all. Yeah. Well, and, the, and, and where he, like, starts wrapping his leg into the, uh, the rope. And then, like, he, yes. he t- says or talks in Chinese short round to tell him to, like, hey, Grab on, and then they like, and Willie's like freaking out because she sees what's about to happen. She's like, "Oh come Doesn't on!" Doesn't she like kind of? There, there are a couple of key moments. There are a couple of key moments where I like Willie reacting, where where she's just kind of the avatar for the audience. It's yeah. just like, "Oh my god, this too." Yeah. Um. However, I feel like that would be a lot more effective if she really like came into her own throughout the movie, and like she's able to like. She she rolls with the punches, so to speak, for a lot of, of the stuff that happens at the end, and then they get to the bridge, and she has that reaction where she's just like, we made it through all this, and now you're going to have a bridge get cut in half, and we're all going to fall. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like, ultimately, the romance between her and Indiana Jones is quite weak. Um once again, Britain, I don't know how much of this is supposed to be a meta sure, comparing sure. it to Bond women type thing. But when it gets to that scene where, where they're kind of having the standoff of like, oh, you'll be you'll be coming to my room in five minutes. Mm-hmm. No, you'll be coming to my room in five minutes. I'm like, where did this come from? It sure. does seem yeah. to come out of nowhere. Yeah, It's a yes. lot of fun, but... No, it's a fun scene. I don't think it's set up properly. Yeah, be- yeah. Because for both of them to suddenly be that into the other one, yeah. Because yeah. up yeah. until that point, there was like nothing. Yeah, it was. There's just nothing like, but animosity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it gets to the end, and it, it's kind of the first half of the movie, but just played out in like two seconds, where where she's like, "I, I don't want to go to Delhi with you," and then he just like throws the whip around her, and then she's like, "All right, fine, we'll make out." And then they get sprayed by eh. the uh, elephant. Yes, which is yeah. a very fun moment. And she, um, and she like laughs instead of freaking out. Yeah, a little bit of, a little bit of something. A little bit. There's something there. Close the loop. <laughs> Put the uh, back on your belt. small character, not 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 arc, but bump. Yeah. <laughs> I do appreciate how we create a completely different scenario from Raiders. It's not just yes. we're dealing with Nazis going after a thing again, or you know something akin to that. It's oh these child slaves. With this weird cult and these 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 stones, like it's a completely different set of variables, and the aim, it, like the stakes, don't feel quite as high. Like they're they're just as important, and they really feel like the stakes feel real. But I, I just like how it's not like oh the the ultimate bad guys in the world right now are after a thing, and they will control the whole world. They'll win the war if they get this. I like how the stakes are lowered yeah, it's not a rehash. I mean, if they got all yeah. five of those stones they would they would rule the world mm-hmm. that's true do they cl- yeah, I guess they do he say that no, they do say that, but I mean Indiana doesn't necessarily believe that yeah it's it's more you know like the, the, that's what that's what the cult believes, but he literally had stones burning through a bag. Whenever yeah. he started saying all those magic sure, words, sure. So, 
But that doesn't mean that's which is mean. weird that he knows that that's he can activate them. Yeah, I don't really know like what, that. What, what the idea was there. Um, but I'm not sure. Still, I, I agree though in that we don't like. I, I don't think that the audience is ever supposed to be fully like on board with. Oh yeah, if they get all these stones, they'll, they'll rule the world. Well, well, only if you have the Indianity Gauntlet. Sure. Right. Oh my. Also God. interesting that like, just re- no. they never find the other two stones, do they? No. No. I didn't know there were. That's five. just what they're digging for. I just realized yeah. that. That's 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 neat. Yeah, there's five. That we did. Well, we just don't even how address it. Even though there's like weird story problems and there's some some smaller disconnects, I do like how like you get to the end and and Indiana's cornered on the bridge and he's like, "All right, I'm going to throw him over. Let Willie and Short Round go." And, and he's, you know, he's threatening to drop the stones, and they're like, "We'll find them." Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, they would find them." He's just dropping them into some water. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I like how they, at some points, they they play up the reality of it. Yeah. Um, they don't just like make these weird jumps and or these leaps in logic where it's just like, "Oh, he drops them and then they disappear forever." <laughs> like, that's not that's not how it would would work. Um. There were also a couple of weird moments, like, when Indiana and Short Round, like, when he gets broken out of being brainwashed, and there's, like, three henchmen up on the stage, um, and they kind of defeat them easily. The main bad guy, uh, what's his name? It's, uh, Mola. I'm trying to remember. Mola? Mola Ram? Yeah. Um, I do like his little escape thing, yeah. where it's just, like, oh, this little just platform thing. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> that was... It was so weird. Yeah. I loved it. Um, but then there's, like, a good five minutes where, like, nobody else is attacking them, and they have, like, plenty of time to free Willie, except for, free you know, the, the one guy. Charter Law, is that his name? Did you just did you just pass right through that? You just... Yeah, free, Alex. free Willie. Really, dude? Come on. Oh, my God. I did it. Hot the podcast. We did it. Have to... <laughs> hey, we, how many... the second time. Free I think I get some bonus points for Willie. not bringing attention to it. I just kind of rolled with it. <laughs> there are too many of them. <laughs> uh, um, for this podcast, <laughs> but, but it's just like they have all the cult members on like the other side of the chasm, and I'm like, what are they? They're cheering doing on this Indiana Jones. They haven't gotten a sacrifice this good in months. <laughs> there are four of the Free Willy movies. There are four. Were they all theater? Three of them theater. were theatrically okay. released. Three of how did? Wow. Okay, Alex, right out of the. <laughs> I I know this. I know. I guess this. I never noticed the, the tattoo on your arm. <laughs> It's, it's, a, it's a killer whale with the word serenity under it. Who cares about the one on his arm? What about the one on his neck? <laughs> is that also a free willy? Alex, what does your neck tattoo say? Uh, it's it's a giant Warner Brothers logo. <laughs> he did it for the brand. Of course. I did it for the brand. He literally branded himself, yeah. And just, and, but the, but the, the logo it's, is drawn with lines that say Martha. True. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like in the last movie where... where uh, the, the Nazi uh, uh, scientist or whoever goes to to grab the uh, the medallion mm. while it's on fire. This is this this is they brand yeah they yeah, they, pressed, yeah, yeah. they pressed a, a metal into Alex's neck as he. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to find the Snyder cut and they caught me. Wait, yeah, yeah, did, yeah, but yeah. did Ben Affleck brand you? And then did he look into your eyes and go and say to his buddy, "I think this just might be my masterpiece." <laughs> That was a and then, series and then of the credits. Anyways, <laughs> directed by Quentin Tarantino. I almost said Alex's full name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alex's oh full name. Alex's full name. Yeah, that's yeah. That that's canon now. Alex, Alex <laughs> good movies. <laughs> but but there there's like a weird ten minutes where 
like they free Willy and everything. Yes, I said it again. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's the the fifth one's in production right now. I think. Uh... And like, there's no henchmen attacking them. Molaram like disappears for like the next twenty minutes. Then he shows up with a bunch of guards. I'm like, where? It, there's there's a weird disconnect where they just have like a bunch of breathing room. Um, then Indiana Jones just kind of shows up to save the children, which is a fun scene. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm constantly asking like, where's where's what's the chain of command here? Where's the communication that oh these people are free? We need to go get them. Uh, and then the heavy just kind of it's a weird edit where they're starting to free all the cho- the children, and then the heavy's just there in the room, and like the the fight scene it looks like it it's already started. I don't know if you guys noticed this. Um. Where where he he just kind of like we have a shot of him walking in, then the next shot is like mid fight where him and Indiana Jones are like right next to each other. It felt like there was some stuff cut. Uh, I don't know if I'm crazy or I didn't not. Really Probably. It. I just kind of noticed the big smile on Harrison Ford's face when he's freeing <laughs> all the children. Yeah, I don't know, but and then and then like you said, it kind of cuts, 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 and then he's there and he throws the hammer. Uh, yes, okay, yes, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's that's the scene I'm talking about, yeah. And then they start fighting. Yeah. It does feel like there's some stuff cut from the movie. Potential. And maybe there is more to Indiana Jones being brainwashed that was left on the cutting room floor. I don't know. Um, it is kind of weird how, like, the Maharaja's, like, been brainwashed as well. Um, and he's just, like, super into violence and torture, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But then, like, Short Round frees him, and then they're best friends. There is a, there is a great bit where, or like, I feel like the, right after Short Round frees him, he might as well be looking straight into the camera because he's like, it, it was the black sleep of Molly. It's like, yes, yeah. we, we got that Short Round. You didn't need to inform the audience yeah. that that is, that is what you've just done. Right. Maybe. And it, it is kind of weird that that's not, like, the first thing he goes to, where it's just like, oh, it's just this little kid. Odds are he's he's been brainwashed. <laughs> Let me get him with the fire. Um, that's not the first thing he goes for. Uh, I do like the... <laughs> just going along with my sick, twisted mind. I like the intercutting back and forth where Indiana Jones is just pummeling the heavy. Mm-hmm. Like, he just keeps punching him repeatedly. Then it cuts to short yeah. rounds, yeah. punching well, the Maharaja and, and okay, repeatedly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was great. And I'm just like, violence is fun. And then there's just Willie, just like shadow fighting. standing there, <laughs> just shadow. Well, she's shadow. She fighting. is. She's like, but like, it, it's oh funny. yeah, that's right. She does do shadow. See, boxing. I think of it because kind of, like that's when the music really swells. And I mean, this is this movie, believe it or not, was made for kids. So anybody who kind of was watching <laughs> Indiana Jones as a kid is kind of rooting along with him. And I'm sure there's there was kids that would be watching this oh, on their yeah. TV at home that are kind of shadow fighting, just like she is. For sure. Yeah. So, well, I, I just feel like even if you're not gonna have Willie be like actually involved in a lot of the fighting towards the end, and maybe she does something where she's helping to free the kids or get them to to get out of the the, the caverns yeah. or something. Give her something. Just to give do. her something to do instead of just standing there shadow boxing. I don't know. Um, utility, the word of the day. Uh, brought to you by Chili's. <laughs> I was gonna say brought to you by Warner Brothers. Utility. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. See, it was that right is, there the whole time. I love my bat belt, bat belt, bat belt. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really just. Battering, it, they, they battering, like, battering, it's like this descent into hell. It's this descent into hell. They come back, and just the moment where they show back up at the village and all the children are running behind them, and the Indiana Jones theme kicks in. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I found that to be a really powerful, cathartic moment. Mm -hmm. And not just because the Indiana Jones theme is, like, the greatest theme ever invented. Um, I don't know. It just all worked for me in that that final act, despite some of the weird editing. And, Tyler, would it... For for some of that stuff, would it have just helped if, if kind of moments were placed differently? Like, maybe towards the beginning of the cart chase, we have Molaram and his men starting to break the big water tank? I feel like that would make more sense. And, yeah, and general, I feel like is, it's all just some strange editing, and, and there that's is, it. There is an element too of like the effects, especially when everyone's kind of falling into the the crocodile water. It's, right, it's sort of like it's hard to. I mean, obviously it's just dated, but it's hard to yeah. really get into that. At least for me, it was when like yeah. it's it's constantly like, oh, this person looks. It, it is a lot like the Alien Three thing. Where it was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is just too... It just takes you out of it. Yeah, too too much for me to, like, continue. I think it's mostly... Normally. It didn't bother me so much just because I, I knew a lot of the work that went into some of the other sequences. Like, the whole cart chase, most of that is miniatures. Mm-hmm. And, it, like, you cannot tell for the most part. Yeah. Like, it's it's fairly seamless in how it's done. Um, yeah, that, that car chase I, I really thought was a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, and I I, th- I do think, despite how dark this movie gets, I I don't believe that it loses the sentence of fun. No, I think it no. still remains very Indiana Jones. It doesn't lose its sense of identity. Let's do the director. I would say, yeah, correct for sure. Good direction, keeping it lighthearted. I do wonder, Tyler, because Lawrence Kasdan didn't write this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I do wonder if he had if he took a pass at the script, if some of our, our problems with pacing and, and just kind of when moments are placed, if that would be yeah. alleviated. No, I, I don't know. I agree. Cause I, I mean, I think that's, that's a pretty stark difference that like the first one, I just, I mean, like you were talking about with like the, the, the middle section or the kind of the early middle section of the movie is so like slow and meandering and, and sort of like getting us yeah. to the place where we're then going to get into all the other crazy stuff. Um, right. Yeah, feels like it could have been smoothed over. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't really care much for the raft when they're 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 jumping out of the plane. Mm-hmm. I felt, and, and this a lot of this is just because I'm thinking about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and everybody really hating that one and being like, oh, the fridge scene, it's the most ridiculous thing ever. I'm like, yes, that is that is more ridiculous than the raft scene. I recognize that. Um, one of these somehow seems more realistic than the other, but it's still it took me out of the movie. Because I'm like this this would not work. Just we can, splat. We can, we can. Oh yeah, MythBusters tested this. I don't know if the, any of you ever watched that, but like they actually did. They actually like put a mannequin in a raft and tried to like oh wow land them out of a plane, and it was just like did oh, not yeah. even slightly like it was just like the raft immediately just started like crumpling and oh yeah and just like the, the, yeah. it is an inflatable object. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Um, and, and, like, they would hit the ground at, like... Some ridiculous yeah, speed. M- you know, maybe not terminal velocity, but, like, might as well have been. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can, you can you can argue that that takes you out of the movie while also acknowledging that the the fridge scene in Crystal Skull is even more ridiculous. I mean, that's... Yes. <laughs> you can argue that both things should not be in the movie, but... Right. So, you guys were talking about... Because you guys both watched this pretty young, Tyler and Joseph. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and this got me thinking, uh, and, and this, I'm, I'm going to ask a, a question to the group. We can kind of alternate. 
this is not a question from a listener, although if listeners have questions, they can send them in at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. Uh, what, do you guys remember like early movies that like really terrified or traumatized you? You're talking about, like, Tyler, you mentioned like the face melting. Um, and like Alex, do you remember any? Because I know I've been told that I was terrified of the Wicked Witch of the West when I was really sure. little. That had a big had a big impact on me. Because so I'm trying to think, like, I didn't watch that many movies that were like horror films or yeah. really violent things. But right, I'm sure I had some. I remember there like maybe some like animated movies. Like I remember I saw this movie called Rockadoodle, which is about a chicken that was like an Elvis thing. But there was like an evil owl in it that I think like kind of spooked me when I was when I was really little. Like, do you guys have any that you remember? I'm sure um, I, I have some, but I can't think. It's kind of off the cuff, yeah. but because... there's some stuff like I remember the opening of Return of the King with the origins of Gollum mm. that mm-hmm. kind of spooked me a bit, mm-hmm. um, just because the makeup is so grotesque. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much. A lot of times it would be because I saw trailers for movies that would freak me out, and then I just wouldn't go see the movie. Sure. Um, perfect example of this. Y'all are going to find this amusing. The Grinch. Really? Um, the Jim Carrey movie. That bit where where um, he's talking to Cindy Lou Who, and she goes, You're the, 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 and he goes, The, 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 the Grinch. Yeah. That freaked me out as a five-year-old to no end. A 30-year-old. <laughs> so much so that when... Like around the time that the movie was out, I, I didn't want to go to even other movies that were wow. playing because I was afraid I was going to see that particular trailer again. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. I mean, I don't blame you. It's it's pretty spooky. It's like a two second moment. <laughs> also, like for a five year old, and it's this thing getting literally right up in your face. Right. I definitely get that. Yeah, that's that's the the first thing that really comes to mind. Yeah, Justin, you got anything? I'm thinking. Yeah, I, maybe I, we we can table this for next time, maybe. But like, this is something that I, I feel like I have answers to this. And like, I don't know, TV shows or like. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I I remember mine. This is perfect. So when I was uh, in elementary school, probably like third or fourth grade, there was a TV movie of Animal Farm, the George Orwell book, hmm. and oh, yeah. and I was like, oh, I want to watch that because it's animals that talk and get to be in charge of a farm, mm-hmm. and I watched it and. Obviously, Animal Farm is the Russian Revolution. Mm-hmm. It's about pigs doing terrible things. And I remember I was mortified by it. Like, because it's like chickens are getting hanged, and like the pigs are drinking brandy and getting drunk. And like, it's all sloppy because pigs are sloppy anyway. Mm-hmm. And like, the, 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 in the movie, they make like propaganda films about Napoleon, the, the head uh, pig, voiced by, I believe, Patrick Stewart. Hmm. Um, like wearing, makes sense. yeah, like wearing a suit, and I remember how horrified I was by it. And like Boxer getting taken to the glue farm, and I remember they had this scene like where, uh, uh, oh Lord, what's the the site? His whatever. It, it's like the head of propaganda pig who are who are monocle is changing all of the the ten the, the commandments basically of animal life with like this white paint on the side of a barn, and he was changing it, and he like fell off because he was drunk. And I remember they had this line about, like, it's Napoleon, he's dying. And he went, so am I. Because he was really hungover. Mm-hmm. But I thought he had literally, like, swallowed some of the paint and was dying. Like, I was so horrified. Like, I remember going on a road trip with my family and seeing, like, a barn where somebody had, like, written an ad for something. But it was in white paint. And I was like, I can't look at that. Yeah, Animal Farm, like, screwed me <laughs> up horribly. 
such that like not too long ago I was like I'm gonna find it on YouTube and I didn't watch the whole thing I was kind of skipping around like it's not scary but it the the memory is so right. visceral right. that I'm like it's it's summoning it all back to me yeah that was mine okay. Animal Farm so mine was a uh, Princess Bride oh sure the Swamp Rat jumping the R O U S yes yeah oh it's such a great moment. But I know what you mean, because later it's like a funny bit, but it's a jump scare yeah. when you're little for sure. Yeah. Oh, good pull. I was oh, going to say Ghostbusters. Be... There's a specific, specifically a line in Ghostbusters when like everything is going crazy and they talk about like, is this the end of the world? Mm. And I was like, I saw it in like middle school or whatever and I was like, what is it? <laughs> like, I, I never thought of like, I don't know, that, that was just something that like I hadn't like. Yeah, considered or processed or sure, like, like sure. a, a concept. Yeah, I guess apocalyptic concepts had never <laughs> occurred to me, and I was just like, <laughs> and like obviously that movie is like, I mean it's not it's not really scary, but I mean the the the, the Stay Puft Man is a little uh, sure sure you know, for a kid. kid yeah like as a, yeah. As a younger kid the great uh, the great Stuart Wellington from the Flophouse podcast has talked about this a couple of times that when he saw it he saw it in theaters when he was little. And the ghost in, like, the library... Yeah, uh, Scary Lady. Yeah, mm-hmm, Scary Lady. Mm-hmm. That his mom, like, covered his eyes for him. And later when she took him off, he was like, what did it look like? And she went, it looked like Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, so my mom knew what to do. <laughs> yeah, I gotta watch that movie again. It's been a very long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, that's an interesting to think, thing to think about. Those, like, early, you know, movie spooks that really stick with you. Because mm-hmm. then when you're an adult, like... The things that scare me in movies now, like demons and monsters and stuff, can still be scary. But because I know they're not real, it's like, all right. What scares me now in movies are conceivable ideas. Yeah. Like right. burglaries. Like, I'm never going to watch the Purge movies. I know they're dumb, but, like, it hits too mm-hmm. gut of a fear for me. Mm-hmm. And, like, the strangers and all that stuff. And, like, cults are scary to me because even if the thing they're worshipping isn't real their belief in it is very real and their passion for it and the lengths they'll go Mm -hmm. to is very real so that's all spooky and like yeah I don't know believably like human cruelty is very scary to me now less than like what if you know there's a crazy demon monster running around you can make that really scary but fun scary it's the other stuff that I'm like okay but like I'm gonna um I need to watch this during the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Been, I do have one logic is, question getting back to... Oh, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. Was, we can hop back in for is, sure. This no, has no. been uh, Spooky, spooky <laughs> Buddies. Yeah, really. Uh, it's, a, it's a teaser. Sponsored by Chili's. <laughs> we're, we're, Chillings. We're a, couple, we're a couple of months early for, for our Halloween discussion, mm-hmm. but there you go. Yep. Um, is there a reason stated in the movie for why they don't just brainwash everyone? Oh, I mean, they're, they're kind of not enough power, aren't they? Who are, who are they not brainwashing? Like, wouldn't it be easier to brainwash all the children and just instead of like having them chained up and then like beating them when they don't do work? Because I would assume if you're brainwashed, you're just going to keep they only, working. They only got so much uh, skull blood, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't know if that's that supposed to, old, to be though, the rationale or not. Uh, I, they 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 don't really go about talking about that. So I mean, okay, not a big deal. I, I, yeah, I was going to say. I mean, like, the kids. That was one. Seem like that was kid. one thing that kind of confused me. Um, like when when Indiana Jones is chained up in, in short round and they're talking to the two little kids, 
and uh, they're like, "Oh, you'll be brainwashed like like the rest of them." I'm like, when they say like, them, it, all I the think children. The, the like, I, I started I started asking a bunch of questions, and then one of those kids uh, appears to be the brainwashed in the next scene where they're brainwashing Indiana Jones. Yeah, like he's the one holding the the skull. Mm. I don't know. I was I was a little bit confused about how that worked, but not a big deal. Yeah, and why didn't they just ride the giant eagle to Delhi? <laughs> it saved them at multiple points during this movie. <laughs> if Guayer had been there, it would have been an even better movie, admittedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do like how they don't go super far in having to try and justify why Indiana Jones is going on this quest. Like, there's not there's not a whole scene where he's monologuing because we know who Indiana Jones is. Yeah. Like, we know why he's doing this. Yeah. Like, they don't feel the need to kind of beat around the bush on that. No, definitely. I I mean, we talked about this with the last movie. Like, they they do a great job of getting us familiar with the character without ladling it on or having him explain himself to the audience. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they communicate right. him. We understand based on his actions. Yeah, very clearly. And it's, yeah, absolutely. And also, I don't understand why he brings Willie along to the temple. I just leave her with, with the village people. But Well, because apparently it's on the way to Delhi. It's, it's not, but. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> But the uh, the whole premise around the brainwashing—it's it's a little unclear. Yeah, kind of b- and, and maybe that's for the best that they kind of leave it nebulous and they don't really get into the nitty gritty on that, mm-hmm. um, because it's supposed to be one of the weirder out there fantasy elements I mean, of it's the also movie. Like, and why, why are they ripping a man's heart out and burning it alive? Right. They burn the man alive. You know, and it's also and weird that it's like street cred. I guess. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell what the difference was supposed to be between sacrificing that guy and then sacrificing Willie. Like, why don't they pull her heart out too? Sure. Like, that's that's a moment of tension where they build up of like, oh, is Mola Ram gonna gonna rip her heart out and then he doesn't? I'm like, does anybody know why? Like, what's maybe, the difference? Is it because, just that she's female? Maybe it's I don't because know. George knew that his, his wife's heart didn't get ripped out. It was just his. Mm-hmm. He's he's making a statement. Yeah. I, I I thought you were gonna say that was the moment where he's like, no, that would be going too far. <laughs> yeah, he is known for his restraint. He stayed his. <laughs> he's known he's known for his restraint. Master Skywalker, they're coming in. What are we going to do? Oh my god. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have a whole lot more thoughts about the movie. Um. Kind of a great opening, slow first half, ultimately, and then a really fun second half mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on the same page as you. Sure. Tyler's not. Yep. Tyler, any other big thoughts? No. Hmm. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. as you can see us next week, uh, we'll... Yeah. Uh, real quick, I'll do my recommendation, because this is a recommendation I want to get in, because this one, uh, you can probably still see, depending on when you're listening to this, on the big screen in a theater mm. near you. Uh, I'm going to recommend The Farewell. This is I really a thought you were going to say Toy Story 2. <laughs> yeah, depending on when, if you're listening to this somehow in the past, <laughs> if you've whipped it sure. back like Devo. Um, no, uh, The Farewell, it's a really, really great movie. So this is kind of a qualified statement here uh, because I've only, I've seen five movies from 2019 now. And so this is my favorite of those. It would really wouldn't, it would, I also watched a movie called Rust Creek that I liked a lot. 
but their second favorite is Dark Phoenix, of course. Of course, well, I haven't seen that yet, but probably. But the farewell it would be your second the, favorite so the, if you saw it. Right. The farewell is my favorite so far, but also I would be really surprised if it doesn't end up in my top ten by the end of the year. It's uh, briefly, it's the story of uh, a Chinese American woman named Billy, played by Aquafina who learns that her grandmother has lung cancer, terminal lung cancer, but the family has decided not to tell her that she's dying to, so that she can live out her last, uh, last time on Earth in happiness rather than in fear uh, for like cultural reasons. Um, this is based on a real experience of the director and writer, Lulu Wang. And it's a movie that the Golden Globes will miscategorize as a comedy because it is very funny, but it's ultimately it's a drama, a dramedy mm-hmm. thing. Um, but it's it's really touching. It's really beautifully done. Like Aquafina was apparently cast in this before she did Crazy Rich Asians and Ocean's Eight, hmm. and she's very very funny in this. But she's so honest and natural and like human. And she's it's a really beautiful performance. I hope she gets attention in the award season. The woman who plays her grandmother, uh, Su Jin Zhao, this might be her only movie, and she's amazing. Uh, really, the whole cast is stellar. There aren't a lot of familiar faces except uh, Tsi Ma, who is in um, Arrival. I believe he was the, Ch- the Chinese general. Yeah, he plays. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah he plays Aquafina's dad. He's very good. Her uncle's great. Her mom is great. I mean, it's a really uh, interesting movie. It's really clever. It's really funny. It's incredibly sweet. I was totally crying, but in a good way. And it's also a movie that there are a few little like musical stings or directorial flourishes that didn't quite work for me, but over, they didn't distract from the overall movie. It's just it's a really nice um, change of pace. It's a good, you know, if, if you've been seeing a lot of the summer, the big summer releases and you want something a little quieter, um, yeah, The Farewell. It's a, it's a really, I think it really earns all the high scores and, and good ratings it's, it's been getting. So yeah, I, I check it out. That's my recommendation for the week. What's your great for the week? Transition oh my back. god. Yeah, great for the I'm going to give this one... I think I'm going to go A-. minus Because B plus feels too low, somehow. Uh, A-. minus. Interesting. Okay. I figured with with some of the problems you had listed, it would be lower. Yeah, but I, and yet I just can't bring myself, like, emotion... I, I don't know. A B, I guess a B just feels too low for me, somehow. Eh. Okay. Maybe I'll feel different in a week. I watched this movie last night, so... Joseph? A-. minus. All right. I want to know what you're going for, Alex. <laughs> um, I think I'm doing B minus. I'm also doing B minus. <gasps> okay, I don't know how we ended up agreeing on that, <laughs> but I was I was thinking. Well, I, 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 it's it's because you hold Indiana Jones to a higher esteem than I do, so I think <laughs> just kind of that that just holds the averages for all of these movies higher for you. <laughs> um, it takes a lot more to to kind of get me going with it. Um, yeah, I do recognize it is not as good as Braiders of the Lost Ark, just in terms of a story and telling that at a, at a very solid pace. Um, a lot of clever setups and payoffs, and there is still some of that in this movie. It's just it's a bit more clunky. But like I said, that that second, the third act really helped get me excited. And short round, just kind of taking out like three or four guards in fast succession mm-hmm. just kind of like kicking them he does get martial arts powers at the end <laughs> he does, he does. I loved it <laughs> yeah he, he, he does a lot for this movie and just like a lot of just just smaller fun set piece moments where like Indiana Jones he's holding on to the the, the thing and he's sliding down the rope as he's chasing after the cart mm-hmm. 
Um, and you know the Indiana Jones music's blaring. Like I love all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that all really works for me. So I really was not expecting to be that that quote unquote low on this one either. Like I just in general, I I remember watching these when I was younger and being like, oh, they're all great. Um, but I think, and I mean, I mean, I would have put Raiders above it even then. Um, but I think these last couple of viewings, I appreciated Raiders more and appreciated this less. So like there were there was already a gap in it and sure. it expanded. Um, so. Yeah, I get that. No, definitely. I don't. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> well, that means we have to duel. Okay. Uh, to determine. Sure. We can only have three grades for a movie, so the, sure. the two I most really would like, opinions you have to... I'd be happy to rip your heart out. Sure. We are also... I mean, we have a, <laughs> an even split good. here. Two B-minuses and two A-minuses, so... I would really like to see how the averages pan out once we get to the end of this. Math because is fun. This is going to be one of the more consistent franchises we do. Yep. Yeah, I imagine. Considering, I think we're all going to be nicer to Kingdom of the Crystal Skull than most people are. At least at you this point. You say that now. Yeah, and I yeah when we watch it, of course we'll end up hating it. I feel that because, way now, yeah. I think. But I might watch it again and be like, what is this? I, there, yeah. there's a, there's a, that is definitely a movie that, even though I don't like immediately have any like anger towards it, um, I haven't seen it in a while, and there's a good chance it's it's a it's a decent target for one of those that I just watched. I'm like, oh god! All I can say the is that there's a scene of Shia LaBeouf swinging through Correct. the trees with CGI monkeys. See, all you had to say was there's a scene of Shia LaBeouf, <laughs> and it would have had the same impact. See, that's true. <laughs> However, I will say that there is a movie coming out soon with him, or it's out or something like that. It's called Peanut Butter yeah. Falcon. Which I am it, highly anticipating. It kind of looks pretty good. So that that is a movie. I, I was actually the reason I even saw the farewell. Well, I was going to say farewell anyway, but I was looking to see if any theaters in my area had peanut butter mm. falcon because I think it's out in limited release right now. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that that is a movie that could be. It could be so bad. It could really miss the mark on everything mm-hmm. it's trying to do, or it could be great. And he actually looks like he might be pretty good in it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I am. I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm very excited about that movie. Um. Yeah, I've not seen. I've seen Temple of Doom and Raiders years ago. I've never seen Last Crusade or Crystal Skull. I so and I I'll, think I'll, I'll I remember. I'm interested because I think I remember thinking that Crusade was always my favorite. Mm. But uh, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll get to see. I'm all very, I'm very, very excited to see to act, to rewatch it with the knowledge of like Sean Connery Bond. Yeah, and, yeah. How much that actually gets worked in. Definitely, because like I definitely better I def- than never say never again. Sure. I'll tell you that much. I definitely never picked up on the fact that the beginning of this was a James Bond reference Same. until I watched yeah. this. Like I, I, I was just like, ah, this is Indiana Jones. Yeah. Indiana. Well, it's interesting that they hold off until the second film to do that yeah. because, as I said in the last one, Indiana Jones pretty much is is Spielberg and Lucas's response to Spielberg not being able to make a James Bond movie. Um, so I just find that interesting that they don't they, they don't kind of blow their load so to speak <laughs> in the first movie with all the Bond references. Sure. I don't know, so to speak, so to speak. Um, maybe like <laughs> maybe George was like, "I'm really bitter about this divorce," and Stephen was like, "Yeah, I'm bitter too, man. Yeah, me, I, I'm just as angry." Ooh, 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 <laughs> Eon, and then he just makes this thing. Yeah, you know, Cubby, <laughs> Cubby Ma. <laughs> well, it's just interesting because based on the interviews I've seen for for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull with Spielberg, it seems like he was a lot more willing to push back against Lucas's ideas for these sure. earlier films. Like, I think, and maybe I'm I'm speaking a- ahead of myself. Um, 
But apparently for The Last Crusade, George Lucas wanted it set in, like, a haunted castle. I um, mean, he wanted that to be, like, the movie. And, and Spielberg was like, no, we're not doing that. I don't know. That sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> like, he runs into Scooby-Doo. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's oh, the haunted right. castle that Alex is in. What if it's that? Uh, yeah. What if it's that Eddie Murphy movie, Haunted Mansion, but with Indiana oh. Jones is there too? And also, like the main ghost that like is the because isn't there a ghost in that movie that has like I haven't seen that in I Lord knows how long. But isn't there like a ghost that like is a, a friendly ghost who who guides them through the scarier ghost? I also haven't seen. I it. think there is, Probably. and I need this version to be for that to be George Lucas. <laughs> just. Well, this yeah. is this is where we keep the yeah. The, don't want to go in that door. It's real. It's, there's there's some there's some big monsters. There. There's some taunts. Don't go <laughs> don't go down those stairs. That's where the crypt keeper lives. You gotta be careful about this mansion. It smells worse on the inside. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> oh man, what a fun thing. Well, I guess I'm gonna haunt you now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hope we don't see a good 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 ghost. Well, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, until next week, which will be our next to last crusade before we move uh, on to a new franchise. Uh, yeah, Joseph, thanks for dropping in and helping out again. Uh, you can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us on Twitter at hctsequels. You can find us through email at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. And you can also just search iTunes. Yeah. You just we'll be there. Like a good neighbor. Straight Here Come the Sequels is there. there. <laughs> That's we'll be there. We'll be waiting. The we'll have uh, well, arms wide open and the plate of cookies fresh out the oven, mm-hmm. ready to see you, our listeners, and talk about movies. Cookies not included. Cookies not included. <laughs> I've been Britain. You said with arms wide open, I immediately thought, what if George Lucas listens to Creed? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a Creed song? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know that. I thought. And I think once again that reflects more on me for knowing no, 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 no that as a factoid. Like, I don't. I don't know anything about greed. That's awesome. Anyways, artist objective. Nothing is real. Good night, Canada.